Welcome to Zen Bones, ancient wisdom for modern times. This is Mark Lesser. Why Zen Bones? Our world is in crisis and ever-shifting, and now, more than ever, more wisdom, clarity, and courage are essential, especially in the world of work, business, and leadership. In today's episode, we begin with a short guided meditation with an emphasis on cultivating warm-hearted curiosity. I then give a short talk on shifting your approach from being a victim to being more of a player. Or as Shinru Suzuki says, to being the boss of everything. It's a way of taking radical responsibility for your feelings, your thoughts, and your actions. And today's Zen Puzzler is a simple yet profound expression Whatever you meet is the path. Whatever you meet is the path. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's do some sitting practice together. It feels like uh, such a, a privilege and an opportunity to pause. Kind of a sacred, sacred pause, uh, entering as much as possible this space where we don't need to measure, judge, or accomplish anything. Letting go of all of that and just being here with the body, bringing awareness to the body, bringing awareness to the breath, you know, letting, letting thinking mind do its thing. It will, you know, our, our, our minds will generate thoughts. Uh, but we can train ourselves to not be caught or follow them and to gently and firmly uh, come back, come back uh, to the breath, back to the body. And with, uh, with as much uh, curiosity, I like to think of it as warm-hearted curiosity as we can cultivate, uh, bring forth. And there's no need uh, to try and uh, change anything, whatever you are bringing in terms of your feelings, your mood, your attitude. So we're dropping it as much as possible, but at the same time, being aware, being aware of what what is, what is this simple, simple, profound practice of pausing. And 
and keeping it simple. And breathing in and breathing out. As Zen teacher uh, Shunyu Suzuki says, our breath is like a, just like a swinging door. I appreciate that model. Simply being breathed. Noticing how, as we follow, follow the breath, um, kind of uh, settling, opening, yeah, being curious about our experience. Uh, what is it like? right now to be here, breathing, alive, and no need uh, to wait, no need to wait for some better time, better thoughts uh, right now, right now, bringing our full awareness and experience to this this moment, this breath. The everyday mind, ordinary mind. It's a famous Zen dialogue. What is the way? What, what is the way to waking up? Ordinary mind is the way. And everyday mind is the way. Let me see if it's possible to approach approach our experience with curiosity. and warm-heartedness. And please uh, feel free uh, to uh, continue, continue with the sitting practice or uh, I'm going to ring a bell, whatever, uh, whatever works for you to continue or, or not. I want to talk about a way to work with our underlying uh, attitude. And I've noticed, you know, there's many, many models, many ways to talk about this, but uh, for now, I want to start with the question, uh, are you a victim or are you a player? Are you a victim? Are you uh, uh, not responsible for how you respond or are you more engaged um, 
in um, in Zen Mind Beginner's Mind, I think there's a part of a chapter called "You Are the Boss of Everything." This is, I think, a a particular way of saying uh, encouragement to be responsible, to be a player, to see to see quite um, viscerally how we create our worlds. This is the approach and understanding and way of being of a player, a very different than uh, the blame game. Um, you know, I, I was thinking though of, it was just the other day that I was, um, I was making some apple juice using a very old juicer. And afterwards I was trying to assemble it and I couldn't quite figure it out. Whatever I did was not quite working. And I noticed I was getting uh, more and more frustrated. And my inner Homer Simpson began to shine. And I could hear myself uh, complaining, why must everything be so hard? One of Homer Simpson's famous line, and I think of it now these days as my, my, inner, uh, my inner Homer Simpson. Uh, why must everything be so hard? And this is, I think, the mind of a victim. Um, uh, and I was, I found by labeling it this way and by you know, making uh, some lightheartedness about it and noticing that I could see that my, what I think more of my inner player uh, began to emerge, that I noticed I noticed some tightness and that I was able to shift from tightness by adding just a little bit of humor. And I began, you know, as I was putting this juicer back together, I began trying things. I began, began to be more curious. And I had a series of small ahas, of small insights, and how the machine works, what was I doing wrong, how does it fit? And little by little, voila, um, I, got it, I got it back together. So it's interesting, you know, I think there's actually some science that says that when we get tight, it literally makes us dumber. It literally gives us uh, less options, makes us less creative. Right. So this is uh, this, I think, is the beauty, the possibility, the importance of this shift from uh, being a victim, being tight, blaming, to opening, being much more, uh, becoming the boss of everything, and feeling, you know. Uh, this victim mentality is the sense of being powerless to solve things, being powerless to affect change, feeling as though we lack influence with other people, with circumstances, with systems. Um, you know, this if when this happens regularly, what I've noticed, it can lead to a state of uh, cynicism. And in the work that I do, you know, with CEOs and with leaders, I've noticed that cynicism often can be like the default mode in how we are at work and in organizations. And I think this is true in many of our important relationships. A lesson that I've learned is that if we are not actively cultivating trust and understanding, then without realizing it, we may be actively cultivating a cynical attitude. A, and again, I think there's a great deal of uh, similarity between the mindset of the cynic and the mindset of the victim. And the antidote to feeling 
powerless into seeing yourself as a victim is to own and act, cultivate the perspective of a player. A player is someone who recognizes uh, difficulties, challenges, and failures, and seeing, you know, everything uh, may be hard, as um, as our friend Homer Simpson says, but 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 it's it doesn't mean that it is stuck or immovable or permanent. A key insight of a player is that there are events and there is how we interpret and respond to this, to these events. This I think is so, it's so simple and obvious, you know, not that, of, of course we are influenced by events and it would be not accurate to say that events don't matter, but our state of mind and our approach matters and often matters even more. There are events and there is how we interpret and respond to events. And a player lives, breathes, and acts from this distinction. A player is someone who sees every situation as an opportunity to learn. You know, feeling like a victim is a way that we get stuck, we narrow ourselves, we're cut off from our vision of what's possible, our vision of uh, successes, of possibilities uh, for ourselves and from those around us. And a player is someone who sees and faces difficulties and challenges and is looking for and working toward solutions, right? For small wins, as well as, you know, for larger, for systemic change. A player notices when they themselves or others have slipped in to this uh, victim mentality and uses this opportunity uh, as a time to shift your approach, a way to become you know, and cultivate an attitude that is more positive, more optimistic, right in the midst of what it might, you know, a situation that might feel impossibly difficult or entrenched. How do we embody this? How do we practice this? And I think the key practice is to notice, notice the mindset of a victim and notice the mindset of a player, just noticing, just noticing. And that language and that model can be helpful. And, and noticing, especially when we are tight or judging or frustrated, to explore trying on different stories, different perspectives. Try uh, bringing some humor in. Try laughing at yourself. You know, in uh, one of uh, Shunryu Suzuki's teachings, he says that uh, laughing at ourselves is perhaps a kind of enlightenment. And the other practice is to play with what does it feel like? What does it feel like in the body to be in the mode of a player? What supports you for this? What support do you need to feel like a player? And this attitude, again, this attitude of what can you learn from every situation? How can you play more with uh, cultivating uh, the mindset of a player, uh, cultivating the mindset where there is becoming a student of frustration, becoming a student of cynicism, but most of all, becoming a, a student of uh, waking up bringing awareness to your own approach, your awareness to your own attitude. You know, I think one of my, again, favorite expressions or quotes from 
Zen teacher Shinru Suzuki is that he says the purpose of our lives is to shift from from being tight, uh, from being closed to to becoming more more awake. And I think you could almost say the purpose of our lives, the purpose of our lives at work and in all parts of our worlds, is this shift uh, from being from being reactive, from being a victim, to becoming the boss of everything, to becoming a player. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler, where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen cone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about, a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection, not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. So today's Zen puzzler comes actually from a, a Tibetan Buddhist tradition called Lojong teachings. And these are teachings that use various slogans or lists as a way of contemplating those or integrating uh, some slogans into our daily lives as a way to become more aware, uh, more clear about our motivations. And in some way, uh, these, these are practices for shifting from being a victim to becoming a player. And the slogan for today, a uh, very simple, the slogan is Whatever you meet is the path. Whatever you meet is the path. And again, in uh, in Soto Zen practice, um, I, I, I'm presenting this as as a kind of a puzzler or a Zen koan. And and clearly, this uh, it's not like this has any any solution. But it's meant to deepen us, to inform us, to shift us. So imagine, imagine any time you are feeling your inner Homer Simpson. Anytime you're feeling a challenge, you come back to this expression, whatever you meet is the path, right? Whatever you meet is the path. Uh, our challenges are the path. Our grumpiness is, a, is the path. Uh, our love, uh, our passions, our desires, things that push us away, whatever, whatever it is we're feeling, it's all the path. Whatever you meet is the path. And one very practical way to work with this is to uh, do some journal writing about it, right? What does this mean? Whatever you meet is the path. Or to write it down on a card and uh, keep, it, keep it somewhere, you know, on your desk or uh, maybe on the dashboard of your car. Uh, driving can be a great, imagine seeing uh, driving, whether you're in traffic or being cut off by another driver, whatever you meet is the is the path. I hope you will enjoy and practice and learn from uh, today's Zen puzzler. Whatever you meet is the path. Thank you. Listen in each week for interviews, teachings, and guided meditations. You'll receive supportive tools for creating more meaningful work and mindfulness practices to develop yourself, to influence your organization, 
and to help change the world. Thank you for listening.